Get it. Yo, what up? This is Why Not Us Podcast. Your boy, Dane. It's your boy, Haywood in the building. Yo, what's going down? It's your boy, Reese. All right, all right. Got another one. Episode seven, as you can see right here. Chad oh, got seven, his line shirt Seven clubs. Seven, seven, Reps seven. pretty hard, but Amen. me and Haywood know the Trey is the, uh, the real hold, deal. Hold it down. Here. Anybody in Hayes County know what them sevens about. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Not some good sevens in Hayes County. Some damn good sevens. Good brothers, sevens. period. It's just some good brothers, period. It is. But it's it some is. damn good sevens. What's up? <laughs> but no, we want to get started with some black ex- excellence, man. So I got a hometown hero. My guy came in Farmer. Um, this is three years in a row. Um, he's having a block party in my hometown in Pittsburgh, Texas. Yes, there is a Pittsburgh, Texas. What's the population? I've been there. We ain't got to worry about all that. But now he's got an event right now. It's called uh, Unlock the Block that he's doing this weekend. It's basically he has a series of events that he does for the community. Um, from my understanding, it's a free event from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday. There's going to be food, music, shopping, and networking at this event. Um, just kind of give you a quick rundown of what it looks like. 6 a.m. Founders Arrival, 7 a.m. Speed Camp Registration, 8 a.m. Speed Camp. 1035 family interaction, interactive workshops, uh, talent show, and then a speed camp awards. Um, and then he has a talent show uh, that actually starts at 11 a.m., 1130 outdoor games, um, a surprise cartoon character at 1130 as well, uh, 1245, a talent show, award, talent show awards, and then 2 p.m. closing uh, remarks. Okay, so we're um, putting on for the city. Huh? Yeah, this guy, he's doing big things in the city, man. I, in Pittsburgh. He, uh, this is a guy I told you he wrote a book. So definitely look out for that too okay. as well. I actually bring the book next time because I purchased it from him. Okay. Um, right. Good guy, good heart, always empowered, always moving in the right direction. And he's actually starting a podcast, if I'm not mistaken, with his wife okay. too as well. So uh, came and keep doing what you're doing, brother. We appreciate you. That's black excellence. Hey, that's what's black up. Excellence. That's what's up. What's up? I dig um, it. I dig it. Tell me something good, man. What y'all got going? Don't let me go first. Let me let me think on it. Somebody somebody go first. Oh man, why you don't want to go first? So I guess I gotta go uh, first. Okay, okay. Well, I, I guess I'll. Uh, so I just I just closed uh, a big a big contract. I just shut that down. So I had a big contract uh, with a client, and I just you know got a big big paycheck for that, and uh, it really is just a confirmation to me that when you make room for your gift. You know, good things will happen. Um, you got to be able to take it some risks, risk it for the biscuit. Um, but um, if you work on your skills and, you know, make the right connections, this was a word of mouth. I didn't do no marketing for this. I did a good job with a former person and they told me, come on in. This dude wants a video. And literally, I had the contract the next day. I didn't really do anything. So. That's what's up. Let me hold a dollar. That's what I'm talking about. I already had some time. You already got it. You got the big check. I'm talking about. Hold a dollar. That's what's up, man. I'm glad you're stepping out there doing it, man. That's a lot of confidence. But hold on now. Dang, dang got some good news, too, man. Dang. Skinny dame over here, man. Hold on now. What's going on? Skinny T. Dang. So if y'all... So if y'all been noticing since we started, man, your boy's a little bit on the heavier side. No. <laughs> in the pilot episode. What? I was clocking in at 225 pounds. Yes. Okay. Right. When we first started uh, the Why Not Us podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been six, six weeks, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Been doing intermittent fasting, and uh, now I'm down to 201. So drop hey. 24 pounds. That's a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's good. Really, it really is a blessing. Just trying to, uh, you know, take care of my health and, 
make sure that everything's good. I could be here for my kids and stuff like that. Went right. to the doctor, got scared, and he scared me straight. So <clears> just <throat> working man. on working on me, watching what I eat, watching what I consume in the body and stuff like that, man. And uh, I think as men, as leaders of our family, we have to we have to change our relationship with health because we can't be leaders of our family if we sick. Yeah, right? you know what I'm saying. And God forbid, you know, something happened to you, right? And you know. You left your family in a bad situation because you like cheeseburgers. Yeah, yeah. you see what I'm saying. Exactly. And to be honest, that's not that's not responsible. Yeah, you know true. what I mean. And so, as a leader of a family, he needs to be able. To, a man needs to be able to do what he got to do on the health side as well to have a certain vitality so he can play with his kids. Yep. So he can satisfy his woman. <clears throat> and so you know, across the board, he can he can have the energy for his purpose to do the why not why right. why you podcast. Right, I feel better, man. And um, another note, um, I actually went to my first therapy session. Hey, on Monday we both went this week, honest, huh? Yeah, that was well, dope. That was dope. Uh, definitely unpacked a few things and some stuff I already know I was kind of dealing with, but um, definitely like my therapist, everything that she was telling me, you know, she let me get every, a lot of things off of my chest, and man, I got it. Like slow down. I'm overstimulated, man. For real? I, I just stay, That's I stay like a connected, overstimulated. Plugged in, man. Turn off the plugged TV in hundred percent of the time. But that's me trying to gain knowledge and not really focusing on the present. You know what I'm saying? I'm always thinking about the future and trying to control it, and you can't control it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I got some good action steps. I'm gonna keep seeing her. I got another appointment set up pretty soon. So you know we'll keep we'll keep going through that as time progresses. But you know I'm feeling good, man. I dig it. Okay. Tell me something good, Chad. All right, I can tell you something good. Um, I talked to these two dudes, let them know. Um, I mean, they don't know off top exactly what's going on in my home, but you know, there was a little bit of friction going on between me and my wife because I was, I mean, I, I man up. I was putting my affairs, you know what I'm saying, before home. And uh, it's, it's something I've been accustomed to doing like all my life. You know, like I told you, I was like, hey, if, I think something needs to get done and somebody's not moving fast enough, I got to do it myself. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that mentality was uh, causing a rift between me and my wife uh, to the point where, you know, we had to just sit down and talk about, you know, how we felt about each other and just how we felt about, you know, relationship. And it was great communication and it was needed. Yeah. And um, it's something that we talked about here on this show that you need to have communication with your significant other, you know, whether it be your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, whatever, uh, your best friends, you just need to be able to talk to each other and express yourself. And um, there was a lot of emotions that came out. But in the end, um, we were able to patch up some things, you know what I'm saying, and gain a little bit more knowledge about each other. Uh, one of the things that we worked on, and uh, I encourage anybody out there who's going through any issues in a relationship, um, we wrote lists out on um, what we experienced what we wanted to have happen from each other you yeah. know so she wrote her list i wrote mine and um we both read them out to each other and you know it, it it went on from there so um i just i want everybody out there in the world to understand like marriage is tough you know it's a union between you know man and woman woman man man and man woman woman in this day and age you know um so it's it takes two to tango and you need to listen to your partner you know, when they have issues. So my tell me my tell y'all something good is that me and my wife, you know what I'm saying, we're in a good place right now. And good. we gotta keep that going. So that's the best that's the best um, news right yeah, there. That's, that's I, don't, I don't know 
if I'm be gone this Friday to go <laughs> do the, the, the draft this Friday. You don't hey, have to come. You're going to lose hey, anyway. Oh, you got to get out of here. Hey, got this guy's a cheater. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got to come. That guy's a cheater. Hey, yeah, you just wasting the trip. Um, nine, man, hey, I'll be, I'll be, I might be over the phone, man, picking my players. I ain't know who I'm going for. It's first, an inevitability. First if I'm in the game, it's an inevitability. Oh, my God. This guy played one time. <laughs> That's one funny. time. I won though. Damn Dallas Cowboys fans, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Nah, I'm I'm happy for you, man. I know that you were kind of struggling with that. I want to yeah. make sure you and your wife communicate, man. I'm glad that y'all worked that out. Man. Yeah. That's that's dope. It's, it's good, man. Yes. Hey, man, happy, happy wife, happy life, man. You don't want me going home to no strike, bro. I'm no. telling you, man. You don't need that. You don't, it's it's not good to be at work and have issues and then come home and have issues. So yeah. you know, it's true. You gotta true make story. it right at home. Gotta make it right at home, man. True story. I dig, it. I dig it, man. Well, let's get into some trending topics, man. So, uh, <laughs> why is Tyrese hating on the rock so hard? Because he's bald headed. He's bald headed. He's headed. When you lose your hair, man, you just get pissed off at everybody. Tyrese, but chill out. You ain't seen the rock bottom before? There's a, a signature move. Most rock knows how to do well. Multiple times. So give us some context what's going on with Tyrese and the Rock, man. So the movie Hobbs and Shaw came out last weekend with the mm. uh, opening weekend number of $180 million. Now, mm-hmm. for any other regular movie, that'd probably be uh, uh, excellent. Feet. excellent Outstanding. Excellent yeah. But for the yes. Fast and Furious franchise, it's a little bit on the abysmal side. Mm. Um, I think it took $180 million to make the film. So wow. ba- they basically broke even on the first, the first weekend. Week. But that don't sound bad for me. With that being said, they ended up scratching back. So now the total is three hundred and thirty million through the second weekend, which Worldwide. pretty much makes that a blockbuster hit. Right. At third of a billion dollars, I mean it's not really a bad investment. I don't exactly. think so. I mean net and positive was that. I mean, 100? you already know it's gonna be another one. Exactly. It's, so yeah, it's been a blockbuster hit though since it came out. I mean, it was number one, you know, in the box office, but just because it didn't meet the numbers that he thought it should have met, yeah. he felt that he had to go ahead and voice his opinion. And provide context. Tyrese he been kind of hating on this for a look for a while. Yeah, because he had a problem. It, he had a problem. It cut the it cut Fast Nine, Fast and Furious Nine, I believe mm-hmm. they're on right now. Yeah. It cut that movie's production back, I think, a year or two, mm-hmm. which of course cut that check. So Tyrese mm-hmm. couldn't get paid. Mm-hmm. And y'all know Tyrese needs his money. He needs money because he's trying yeah. to pay for who is that? Pay for that Benny Hunter in the backyard. Who he asked for? He got a Starbucks at his house too. Got Starbucks and a Benny Hunter. Well, I thought he had that to because he was trying to come up with a restaurant. And he was practicing the concept. That's what I thought. Not because he just had a restaurant. No, he just got it back there because that's who he is. I thought he was trying. No, that's not. From what I remember on these videos, I thought he was literally trying concepts out. You can't take his word, though. You do crying like crazy. I wouldn't be crying. We could cry, but not on film. I wouldn't got to take myself crying. I know my. He was like that. I'm going through. Are you gonna take my baby? Please don't take my baby. No, no. <laughs> they ain't gonna take your baby just because it's video, right? Hey, hey. <laughs> CPS is watching you right now. You're acting the gonna take your baby yeah. just off that video. You're emotionally disabled. Uh, <laughs> unstable. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Yeah, two weeks later, he out there making more videos and acting ignorant. Come on, man. They ain't, they ain't you know, I like that. when Tyrese was doing the motivational things in the closet. Uh, he would like do his little videos and motivation and stuff like that. Yeah, I like that Tyrese. He would, he was giving game. You know, he got I mean? some. He got some. Yeah, sense. he stopped doing that. He don't do that no more. But he went through a whole phase where he was like motivational Tyrese, and I dig that. 
And, uh, you know, I don't know. His it. ego always been like crazy. Look, I remember watching the old video when he was on The Breakfast Club and they mm-hmm. were asking him about uh, TGT mm-hmm. starting back up. You know, him, Genuine, uh, mm-hmm. and Tank mm-hmm. starting back up with that group. And he was like, uh, when y'all think you're going to start up, he was like, Genuine well, want an equal cut. Like, why not? Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> well, what's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Genuine, the biggest star in music. Yeah. Genuine got the, the best single out of all three of y'all put hands Period. down. And Tank's still making music. How old is Tank? About 57? I don't Yo, know. Tank, still making that damn music. Tank is, is, is the man, dog. Win, Tank win. is cold. Tank is cold, bro. But That's what I'm saying. Like him and Sam Smith, they got the same win, win. voice. He's cold. Stan yeah, Smith. listen to him. Listen to him. But Sam Smith is a bigger artist, just you know, financially because he, yeah, because he because uh, he sells more than Tank. But listen to him. Just listen to him. Parallel. They sound like the same person. You mm-hmm. sure about that? Him and Tank. Listen to him. Sam Sam, Sam, Sam Smith. Sam Smith and Tank. And Tank. They you sound man just right the same. Now? Man, Listen to him. I wish we could do a live episode one. So I can see the comments roll at the bottom. Like, what the hell is man talking just about? Just listen Sam to him. Smith you ain't gotta believe me. The, the voices, uh, they sound just the same. Like they're they're Sam Smith. Everything. What does Sam Smith sing? I don't know. I ain't <laughs> Wait, he the, he the brother man or the other man? No, man, the other, other man, man. man. So can you can you imagine Sam Smith singing Tank songs? I don't know who. Well, he can't <laughs> sing Tank songs, but they sound alike. They, they sound, sound alike. similar. But can you imagine Sam Smith singing a Tank song? I know, man. As much as I mean, I know the dude music, man. I just can't think of it right now. And I feel bad that I we can't get your car right going. We you get your car. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Just do a comparison. You... Listen to both of them, man. I'm, I'm not. I don't believe that's no. No, they need to bring that. Smith and Tank. They need to go and bring that TGT on back, man. The boys had some good stuff going, man. There's egos and money getting away, man. That's how it. That's that TGT was jamming to me. That's how it worked. Before you get busy, that TGT was jamming. Well, see, that's stupid because not in Tyrese had heard his money from that. He heard his money from Fast and the Furious because hey, they don't have to bring that man back. His part in the movie ain't is no significant. Money, ain't no money in that music. It's money in some touring, but it really ain't money in music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Ludacris ain't trying to make no, no music right now. He's trying to build yeah, businesses and do movies. To. I'm saying Tyrese, same thing. Man, you know, Tank, Tank, still, Tank is still actually making music. Mm-hmm. And then Genuine, he's just doing his toy thing. Like, he don't never have to make no new music. Yeah. You know, they all going to eat. It just yeah. different. Levels you got that publishing right. Yeah, that's, that's where the money back is. to music though. I mean, he said, "What was it? Black Rose." Album, that was good album. That was yeah. real good. He made some music hands down. Time, man. He that's said he don't want to do music no more. He gonna have to because he ain't getting oh, paid yeah. nowhere else. Did he, when he trying to borrow money from Beyonce and Jay Z? Ah oh, shit. Not uh, Will Smith <laughs> and Jada. No, Will that is it's, it's black people. It's too. If I'm, <laughs> y'all all looking like no. <laughs> but nah, hey. you get no money. I ain't getting that money back. I'm not giving Jada you nothing. Will. Mm-hmm. They give him like eleven million dollars. Nah, they ain't give. I don't money. believe that. Did they give him that much money? They can, they can afford it. I say that's another reason why you didn't get your daughter saying stupid <laughs> shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, you broke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, so um, trending. we think about Jay Z partnering up with the NFL. <laughs> well, there's a lot of smoke today that I saw. A lot um, of smoke, bro. I didn't see the smoke. I heard the smoke when I walked through the door. My like, wife was like, "Perfect Man, storm." These people out here calling Jay Z a turncoat. You know, <laughs> he turned his back on the black like, people. So, like, so let's well, first let's say what happened first, and then I'll get. So it says Jay partners with NFL for music and activism. Okay, so what are like the exact details of the deal? Like, what is the relationship? Do we so, know? So the activists, uh, the NFL started a program last year, social justice reform program, so we can be more in tune with what Cap was trying to do yeah. but, um, with his platform. 
So they go pick Jay Z to do this. Uh, he's also supposed to be behind the scenes helping them with uh, organizing the uh, performances for the Super Bowl. You know, and uh, I can see why people are upset about Jay Z doing this because in his last album he was pretty much saying, "Hey, screw the NFL, screw the Super Bowl. I don't need y'all. Y'all need me." And come to find out, y'all do need him because right. now y'all didn't partner with this boy, so y'all can start have him. Go and work on y'all Super Bowl shows. Yeah. Now the social justice reform, though, it, it gets to me because how are you guys going to go to Jay Z before you go to the man who started this movement to begin with? You know? Yeah. You know, like I mean, Cap Cap's still out of work right now because of yeah. what he stood for or what he kneeled for. You know. So. Yeah, but I think there's got to be a willingness too for Kaepernick to work with it. I mean that that whole situation is still kind of dicey as far as Kaepernick and the NFL. And then working together. And I get the optics of it. It looks crazy with Jay-Z going to work with the NFL. But at the same time, in order for you to create change, you got to infiltrate the system and work right. from within right. and then grow, you know, out from yeah. there. Yeah. And I think everybody's kind of missing that that whole point of it. I'm don't get me wrong, the NFL still needs to be held accountable for the treatment that they're, you know, with Colin Kaepernick mm. and how they're, you know, basically ostracizing him from yeah. the league. Yeah. So but but, but two, two things can be true at the same time. Right. And very few things in the world are black and white. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so it says here, in addition to helping the league curate musical acts like the Super Bowl, Rock Nation will fun funnel the proceeds from many of the events back into grants and charities cho chosen by artists selected to perform mm -hmm. via the NFL's Inspire Change program. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like these people who are spicy on this, Probably ain't read nothing, nothing. about it, and they just they just want to like, and this and Kendrick Lamar actually had a song talking about this, the the one with Tupac uh, on uh to Pimp a Butterfly. He was talking about how, like people would like, like you got a problem with Jay, mm -hmm. like if you got a problem with. You don't have a problem with Jay. Like all okay. the stuff that Jay didn't did for the culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What like, he's doing. What he is doing for the culture for Meek, paying for people's lawyer fees. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The his, stuff his that charities, you don't see. All the yeah. all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the Khalif Browder documentary. Mm. I mean, him and his wife are doing amazing things. And you just like that? That's how you do? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's 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 <clears throat> fake to me. That's fake because A, the people talking shit ain't did nothing in their community. Mm. Most right. likely, they ain't probably doing nothing. And mm. you gonna call him a turncoat? He gonna and it's, it's, this is chess, not checkers. Yeah. So if you gonna work with him, you know what I'm saying? Let's be honest. These men, these these powerful men, these owners, they don't know nothing about the strife of a black man. Right. So exactly. if you can get in with them, sit down with them like Meek did, Meek and Robert Kraft. You know what I'm saying? You can get some understanding. Once you get some understanding, you can have an ally on your side. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think the end game, the end goal is to not, you know, have hate for your fellow man and stuff right. like that. I get that the oppression is there, mm. white supremacy is there, all those things are big issues that we have mm. in the country. Yes, but with that being said, we need to try to work towards progression and moving forward because it's not going to change. There's always going to be black people. There's always going to be white people. We need to try to coexist and mm. know and learn how to treat each other yeah. at the end of the day. And if we're able to get to a point where we're both working for a common goal and it's to help help elevate our community too at the same time, then I applaud the man. You got yeah. to get that work yes. going, bro, because yeah. those resources that he he's provided might save somebody's life and they can yes. create the next Jay-Z because, you know, they have that 
you know, that desire and that will to want to do better in their life. But see, those programs. A lot of the issues with this, though, is they're saying that Cap didn't know anything about this. Well, they talked to him. Yeah, <clears throat> they're saying this. But they don't they don't know because Cap don't speak on stuff like that. Yeah. Cap, has anybody heard Cap say, hey, man. And that's, that's my only problem with it. That Cap don't say nothing. Yeah. Like, have they, anybody heard him say, "Hey, I want to be in the NFL. I'm getting tired of being blackballed." Well, you just you just hear he say she say you had he had don't make statements. He don't do interview. He don't do nothing. Hmm. So we just kind of in the dark about how he feels. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I kind of don't want him to come back because I just right I don't want to hear I don't want to hear the hate for him. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? You 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 did something so momentous. Now you got a new mission in mm -hmm. life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got a new mission. You got a new purpose, bro. Just just do that, to be right. honest, because we need you doing that more than we need you playing football right now. Like and your name going to live forever for what you did, and we appreciate what you did. Modern but to be honest, know. for you to come in, they're going to be bashing you. Yep. Everything you do is going to be criticizing yep. you. I don't want to hit them. I don't see mm -hmm. them, them dog you like that. So yeah. as he throws you know what I'm saying? See, this is why he wasn't supposed to be playing. <laughs> had nothing to do with I don't even want to see that, bro. I don't well, see according, that. according to Bleacher Report, it said Jay-Z reportedly spoke with Colin Kaepernick about the partnership. Mm -hmm. Before like he I actually said, engaged in it with, like I said, with whole, NFL. If you got a problem with Jay Z, come on, bro. Yeah, no. you just got a problem with yourself. <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah, as much no as they're way. doing, I, I mean, I, I kind of understand the frustration, but at the same time, like they're there's two fruit. totally different things. There's fruit there at the end of that. There's good. Can, fruit. can Jay Z go? Can Jay Z yeah. make some uh, owner put them on the team? Can Jay Z no, make that happen? Do that. Okay. No. And so now, it's, I not even, it's not but who, even. I don't expect that. I hope. I hope nobody expects that. I hope nobody going there and be like, "Hey, man, Jay Z is here. Go ahead, find Kaepernick a job. Kaepernick is good where he is right now. Trust me." Like, think Kaepernick like would still be like a, a, a big presence in the NFL at this point right now, just so far removed from playing. Like, what do you mean? Like he would have an impact as a, a team. Yeah. He could. I mean, he, I'll just serious he question because he's been a, he's been out of the game for what was it three years now? I think he can win some games. He could definitely be a backup bro. role. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but at, at this, point, I'm just saying it's ignorance. I just don't know. I, I mean, mean, I think he can. I think he can play. He can play. Yeah. I he ain't had start, them hits on his body. Backup, but it depends on what team he's on too. Because there's yeah. some teams out there that need True. QBs, and I, I probably right. we could probably go through the list and probably find at least yeah. ten quarterbacks if, he might be better. Fits certain systems, like if you the thing about like for example, Kyler Murray. Who gonna be your backup with Kyler Murray? Your backup ain't gonna be nothing like Kyler Murray. Yeah. But if you had Kaepernick come in, mm. Kaepernick can run the same offense mm. yeah. as Kyler Murphy. Like your backup. To Kyler Murray, I don't know who it is, but it's going to be a totally different offense. And that was the whole crux of drafting him is you need somebody who can, like, do the same things. Mm. You ain't going to find nobody. Right. Like they can be mobile and can get Who can do the same yeah, things. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? People don't know that, boy. He he had offers to come back. It's just they asked him straight up, hey, do you plan on still kneeling? He's like, yes. I'm like, okay, moving on. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so I mean, yes. he's he's blackballed. We know it. He, he knows is. it, but hey, do we know how he feel about it? We don't know because we don't know him personally. But from from my point of view, what I see from that man and what he's doing, the good works he is doing, yeah, I really don't think he cares. I honestly don't think he cares. You know, that's where I'm at. I was like, at this point right now, I really don't think he wants to play right mm -hmm. now. It's it's a totally different, you know. Totally different time, totally different game. His, you know, as far as his activism, he's been doing like great things out there in the street. Mm -hmm. I'd rather him stay. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather him do that. Hey, I'd rather him on, do that. I'd rather you come on this show and be a part of it. <laughs> Why not a podcast for, for episode cap? Hey, come, come, come on, check us come out. Come on through. Well, keep this black power moving, man. Yeah, yeah, um, want to talk about? Um, make sure I got her name right. It's Miss Monet, Monet Davis. Davis. Monet Davis. Um, Miss Monet Davis. She is a baseball player mm -hmm. that has committed herself to Howard. 
Hampton. Hampton, yes. I'm sorry. Hampton. Hampton the University, rival. HBCU, mm-hmm. um, to play uh, lady softball. Mm-hmm. And if you don't recognize this young lady, she was the young phenom that was all over the two. Little League World Series. One or two so females. she was playing on a, a male a male team. So all yeah, yeah. To, to kind of refresh your memory, <clears throat> she was playing on a, on a Little League team. So she was kind of famous a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. And uh and so now she's committed to a university. Now, y'all remember a couple of weeks ago we was talking about last you week, know last, last week. No, it wasn't last week. A couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago we were talking about will the will the athlete eventually make their way to to uh, play HBCU. for HBCU uh and take their talents because we knew with the Rich Paul rule, which right. has now since been Overturned, overturned, yeah. but well, the bachelor you know part of the rich Paul will, will our yeah. will our cream of the crop <clears throat> schools, uh, I mean athletes, uh, want to go to our schools. I'm a firm believer mm. if the resources was given equally, because to be honest, that's a whole other conversation. But the, the, there's been states that's been shown they're not allocating enough money or a, a, adequate resources to the HBCU. If you give the, the the right amount of money to HBCUs, I feel like you know they gonna have something to offer that nobody else can offer. Right. To be right. honest, that said, uh, this can be you know a big thing for Hampton. I don't know what their their record is in terms of that, but this is where it starts. It starts with little things. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? I just hate that you know it dies after this because I mean there is no career outside of softball after college. Yeah. You know, it's not the MLB. You know, Olympic or nothing? You know, USA team. But that's, <clears throat> but no you know, that's every four years. Professional outside of that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and I definitely applaud her. I'm glad that she's going to uh, to that school and giving that, that school some shine and some highlight that it was. Well, let's pull up well why deserved. she said that. Yeah. Um, I need to see that because. She, uh, she, she said, why did she say she wanted to go there? She said, the campus is beautiful. Um, the team is amazing. Um, I think they said uh, that she wanted to go to that school because she was so used to being around mm-hmm. uh, teams that are not, you know, not a lot of uh, diversity. And so right. she wanted something different. So you can pull up, look up the uh, New York Times story on her. Because that's where I got a lot of information. That's where you saw from. that? Yeah, so I got a lot of information from her. Oh, here we go. It says, <clears throat> I chose HBCU because it's going to be a change from the schools I've been to. Mm-hmm. The school I go to now is a predominantly white school. To go to HBCU, it gives me both sides, the experience of being with girls of color. Um, after going with white girls, it just gives that balance. I just think it, it's, it gives me that perfect fit. All of my friends who go to an HBC love it, and they say I would love it too. And I'm a big, I've been saying I want to do a documentary on HBCUs, mm-hmm. and that I want to take my video talents and just shed light on them, because I just feel like if I would have known about an HBCU, I would have went. And I yeah. love y'all, and <clears throat> I can't never be like, switch. Yeah, what it's happened? Purpose. You had to come yeah. to but, but 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 had I known about Howard and FAMU and all that stuff a long time ago, and and if you do the numbers, you know it's not it's about the same as UT. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not very expensive compared to that. Mm-hmm. So, I wanna, yeah. But see, I want to know if there were any other uh, outside influencers because, um, like pick a pick a school like Florida, the Gators. You know. There's a lot of African Americans that go to that school, but as far as the softball team, it's made up of predominantly, you know what I'm saying, white individuals. So I wonder how much did Hampton influence her because of softball, because she was she's really good at basketball too. And mm-hmm. she used to preach about how she wanted to go to UConn a lot. 
like to a play lot basketball. of yeah, she like she was head over heels wanted to play basketball before she go play softball. Um, when I was reading through her story, it said that she got a, um, a couple of injuries that kind of made um, scouts weary on uh, choosing her and bringing her over into their, their organizations. So I wonder if any of that played into her just going ahead and say, hey, I want to just go full-time softball. Let me go play full-time softball with people who look like me. You know, I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Because yeah, like I, like I said earlier, man, and like you just said, it's hard to compete when you're not on the same pay scale. You know, when you're not, and when you yeah. look at these schools like they're like Prairie View and like TSU, they can't compete with schools like U of H and UT because of the boosters that they get mm-hmm. and the prestige from mm-hmm. all the athletes and all the, the celebrities. The nationwide coverage. Yeah, I mean, the gear, all the time. I mean, yeah, it just goes on. It says, it says, uh, it says here, um, her her date her best her coach she says Monet is such an inspiration. Uh, she's a role model for many young girls. Uh, you know, so it says you know just. I mean, this is where it starts, you know? Yeah. And um, it has got to be a start somewhere. Somebody's got to be able to plant gotta, their flag. There's been there's studies have shown the last couple of years there's been a spike at HBCUs with the racial turmoil mm-hmm. and things that's been going on in the world. And so. Look at Texas State down there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the biggest thing, I mean, at that point is, you know, you know, what are we doing? And I, I didn't go to HBCU. None of us went to HBCU. But as far as, like, the alumni there, making sure contributing, giving back to those universities mm-hmm. and making sure that they – I fuck around Stay and get to sustained. you. I, I fuck around and rather get to HBCU than get yeah. to stuff. No, no, no joke. I mean, we I'm with need you. to because that's. I'm I mean, you. that's when you say where it starts. It actually also starts with us too, because like how you just said, just because we went to Texas State, that doesn't necessarily mean that we need to give them our money. Yeah. You know, I already gave them my money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Still giving them your money, paying back them damn loans. Don't stuff, be man. giving them. For a long, long yeah, time. Man. <laughs> That's gonna be another. We're gonna get we're gonna get out of these student loans. We'll talk about that in another podcast. But yeah, no, shout out to Monet Davis, man. We really appreciate what you're doing out there and thank you for being the uh, the lightning rod to get this started. Hopefully a lot of players like yourself follow suit, um, both male and female, and we see some mm-hmm. good fruit from that moving forward. Conscious news. Conscious news. So looks like Jeffrey Epstein took the cheap way out, mm. committed suicide. Mm. Coward. Um, it looks kind of sketchy, guys. What do y'all think? I'm not really surprised, to be honest. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not, surprised that. Uh, you surprised that he committed suicide? I'm, surpri- I'm not surprised he's dead. <laughs> I'm not surprised he's dead. Um, I don't know what's going on. Man. I'm not, I don't know what's going on. I know I don't know how you be on suicide watch and get off it so quick, mm. but. Um, yeah, it was some powerful people, and uh, you know, Brad Pitt has since I think has since came out and be like, yeah, if, if you've never heard that there's pedophilia mm-hmm. and and misogyny and all those things at the very very top of the entertainment industry, that's like been understood yeah. for a very very long time, and many many actors have said this, right? Yeah, yeah, um, for mm-hmm. a very very long time. So that's not necessarily nothing new. And these are very powerful people that. Mm-hmm. You know, have so much money they can swing like like Jeffrey Epstein did. Can yeah, swing yeah. legislation and court, I mean a lot of stuff. So mm. I'm just sad that we won't to really get to the bottom of it and really get to the full extent of it. And that just sucks because the whole thing with the the the, the privilege and the elite mm-hmm. is I feel like they don't reap the bit the consequences for the actions. Yeah, our nah, president okay. doesn't. You know what I mean? It's just like, and you still got off easy. But think about the so my yeah. thing about it is, and like Dame, I'll let you get to your your spill on it. 
is that so many people out there right now, they're not getting justice for what happened. Now, I've seen a bunch of my friends, you know, get out there on their social media outlets and sit up there and say, oh, good job, this guy's going. Da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, yeah. But it, it, who wanted to be like that? Yeah. Come on, man. Like, what's going on with humanity where we want somebody to die? Yeah. You know, I wanted justice for those women who were assaulted by this man, who was sexually assaulted. I wanted to see him come out there and he wasn't going to admit it. He was going to continue to say, I'm not guilty from what happened, but he was going to serve his time. And those women who uh, were his victims were going to finally get their justice. You yeah. Know? And or, now or, they or they could have got a set of it. Yeah. Something. Well, they're still, they're still going to the litigate thing. it. Yeah. They're still going to litigate it with yeah. his estate. So they'll still be able to get money okay. out of it. Okay. And I think it's, least, if they, I'm not mistaken, it's break that back over down. half a billion mm -hmm. dollars that they're okay. working with. Yeah. But justice definitely wasn't served in the right. situation. I think it's a little bit bigger than Jeffrey Epstein on the surface hey, level. Absolutely. We see absolutely. That's a suicide Can situation. you imagine? Can you imagine them being like, hey, uh, we have a, a video of uh, Barack Obama and Jeffrey Epstein from 10 years ago. Can you imagine that shit? They wouldn't even let him die. Bro. What? They wouldn't let him die. They be trying to get Barack. <laughs> now. We, need to, we need to indict you on some charges, exactly. too. Exactly. But there's there's other names that are involved in this, too, at the same time. And they're just trying to protect. I would be surprised protect. if like Weinstein was up in that mug or something. I mean, Weinstein already got his stuff going on as is. I'm you know, even Trump, balls. even Trump knew about this guy, and he said, like in a, in a uh, previous interview, that you know Jeffrey Epstein mm. uh, took a likeness to younger women. Younger I was women. Like, what does that mean, brother? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but look at so I mean, you are the I don't care what you say, you are the company that you keep. Oh, yeah, period. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's yeah. no there's no way in hell that this man was doing the things that he's been accused of back then. And nobody knew what was going on that was close to him in his inner circle. And they got pictures and videos. I don't know if y'all seen these videos, man. It's funny. When you see the videos, Trump up there just doing the white man do, oh, yeah, doing a dance, you know? <laughs> it's funny. But then you're like, Looking when, crazy. You, when you look at it, it's like, hey, man, nothing but a bunch of ladies around here. Just him and Epstein. <laughs> it's like them two and like 30 other women, you know? Like, but it's it's more than that. It's, you know, I get it. It's with Trump, but there's a lot more people that are involved in this. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. if he killed himself, mm -hmm. then he, you know, yeah. did that to protect the other people them, that them are out there. It's still going to, I mean, eventually it's going to come out. Clinton was involved with it too. He got a lot of people on this belt, man, that was involved yeah. with him, man. They just, just wait. I mean, give it time, bro. Give it time. Like when they start bringing up these court issues, because they're going to want to take the light off of the fact that he was involved with Trump. They want to put everybody else in it too. You yeah. Know, you want to start seeing more videos, more photos coming out all the time. I mean, this is what we see right now because they were trying to attack Trump. They wanted to find something to put on him and his connection with him so it could be another reason for people to say hey man get this man up out of here we don't need him right so since but since this guy is gone it's like oh well i guess there's somebody who can't really tell on trump right now so who else do we got that you can get yeah. in trouble? We got? and that and you know i know a lot of there's been i've been reading on twitter and stuff like that just kind of scrolling and seeing people saying that he's not dead he went back to his office look this guy's dead <laughs> now dead. if he killed himself or <laughs> somebody killed him that's the real question yeah Amen. On whether uh, on we whether he killed himself or somebody else killed him. I mean, we don't think or or, or somebody <laughs> allowed him to he kill did. himself. We don't yeah, think exactly. It, and if somebody that's been on suicide watch and that was on suicide watch mm. uh, through this Department of Justice mm. with uh, Bill Barr mm. at the helm of it. It's so supposed to be to well. No, nah, he technically doesn't have anything to do with it, but it's his. It's his. You know, department. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be the. You know, HNIC. For lack, uh, for lack of better uh, uh, words, you know what I'm saying? So WC. Yeah, <laughs> H-W-I-C. 
A-W-I-C. <laughs> but it, it just, you know, it looks sketchy. It looks funny. Very you know sketchy. Very sketchy. It's like this guy is supposed to be on suicide watch. He already made an attempt before, and then he ended up being successful. How? I mean, so that's the thing. Like, I don't even think that he tried to kill himself the first time. I think he got messed up while he was up in there. Cause they they that's what they came out and said that they think he tried to kill himself. Well, no, they had him, they didn't have him in public though. Mm. They had him isolated. Oh, really? Like through the whole time, because they know the guards did. You it can't put him in prison with Jim Pop. No, the no, guards no, wouldn't no. have been there. Put the yeah, no. it would have been no I saving. Mean, that. If, he, if he had club fed though, you know, shoot, they go there, they chilling. They got blankets, nice blankets, nice beds, TVs in their rooms. Your ass uh, was a Martha Stewart. Yeah, shoot, that was that was <laughs> summer cap for her. He took the easy way out. But I know I, you had posed a question whether you thought R. Kelly would do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm I, like, I said it wouldn't it wouldn't be surprising to me if he did, if he took his own life. You think so? I don't think he yeah, would. I, just, though, I, I think he broke. I think they say his money situation. He can't tour no more. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, he can't do anything because he he's still locked up. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, but it's you know they're gonna freeze your shit too. Yeah. So, he keep getting charges like back to back. I think some more charges. They gonna throw that hammer at him. Yeah. They're not trying to like come on now. But see, with him, they don't care. They probably just let him kill himself. Um, they go ahead and do it, but I, but I think the caveat is he doesn't. Well, at least I don't think hmm. he has other people that he can implicate. Um, you know, that, from there you go. So he don't got no reason. Yeah. What, so what if, what if what if R. Kelly got off? What if what if he got off after after all the stuff he he gets out again? It's the judicial system in the United I mean, States. Because the man, thing is, like the thing is, it, I wouldn't be surprised by it, be honest with you because you already see he's trying to he's trying to claim that you know. He has a mental illness, you know, that was never uh, taken care of. Uh -huh. And I mean, he got a good lawyer, man. I don't know. I mean, OJ killed two people and mm -hmm. he's still out there. We don't know if OJ did that, man. Hey, man, OJ did that. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> 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 Ain't no way, man. OJ was something like that. The glove did that. Was That's the only reason why he ain't in the, <laughs> did you, did you, the glove. But did you watch that shit though? He barely put that glove on. He put that bitch on like that and said, look, look. Nah, that glove didn't fit, man. That, that glove was swollen. Man. <laughs> he had a lot of sodium before he came in the courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Cochran yeah, Johnny say, hey, don't put that whole glove on. He just put a half or put the tip on there. <laughs> don't put the whole glove that on, just, man. That's just a bad, <laughs> just some bad prosecutors at that point. Hey, like, man. When you killing somebody, you getting free. That's why I went to jail for stealing his own shit. <laughs> <laughs> you should know at that point. No, he cannot put those gloves on. <laughs> Sit down. Yeah, they don't fit, man. They don't fit. <laughs> but, hey, man, Jeff. Jeff took himself out. So they say, R. Kelly, will you be next to take yourself he, out? Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, he's in a lot of trouble, man. He in yeah. a lot of well, trouble. He's, he's going to be in there for like He's got a life sentence on his back. I'm so. fighting for my life. The people trying to kill me. <laughs> oh, Kelly, man. That's crazy. You want to hear it? What's the main topic again? Uh, Chad, go ahead and get the main topic for us. All right. So today's main topic for you guys is going to be attachment styles. And um, the reason why we're going to touch on this is, is because um, Chris, he is going to some therapy right now. Most and definitely. he's learning more about himself. And what he's learning about himself is... Um, his attachment style, the way he interacts or he reacts, he reacts in this relationship. So Absolutely. I'll let him tell you a little bit more about his findings. So this this is all kind of stemming back from what we said a while back, you know, and and when we talked about the value of emotions and the value of a man understanding the depth of his emotion. Yeah, keep that up. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the depth of his emotion and 
how it plays a role in how he behaves. Mm. So when we talk about something like emotional intelligence, you know, we have children. We know a child doesn't have the emotional intelligence yet. And whatever they feel, what do they experience? Their first reaction is what they act out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If they sad, it's bam, it's right there. If they mad, they say whatever comes to their mouth. They may act out, physically hit you, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so as we get older, hopefully, but not always, you know what I'm saying? You learn that, um, you know, you learn to discernment, emotional discernment and wisdom in those emotions. Right. And so as I'm going to therapy, <clears throat> as Dame is as well, you know what I mean? In, the, in this last session, we were talking about, you know, uh, my attachment style. So to kind of bring this into context, um, you know, there's a difference between being raised on love and being raised on survival. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was raised on survival. You know, I came on from humble beginnings. And when you're really dating somebody or even just knowing yourself, if, if you're dating somebody who comes from survival, you need to know there's going to be some things that they're going to have to check and get over. Right. Otherwise, they're going to bring all that to the relationship. Yeah. And so for me, I learned about my attachment style. Now, long story short, or Chad, can you can you kind of give a little... Or do you want me to do a little I mean, kind of quick intro? So pretty much is there are four types of uh, attachment styles. There's secure, anxious, uh, avoidant. Uh, and Two types of avoidant. Avoidant, fearful. Uh, that first one, the first avoidant was uh, avoidant uh, dismissal. Um, for me, I can speak for myself. Um, out of the four, I'm uh, more of the secure type, uh, which means that um, I can trust um, easily and uh, when I'm involved in a relationship I'm involved in a relationship 100% um, so mean, yeah so let me kind of bank, piggyback on that like a secure <clears throat> a, a attachment style is kind of like how you you know interact in the relationship how you choose mm-hmm. to uh, show emotion or mm-hmm. lack thereof or how to connect with a person mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and the crux of life is really the Quality of your relationships, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. A person who have a good life has deep, meaningful connections. Right. Yeah. And so, by figuring out your attachment style, let's put that in the front of why you should even care. By figuring out what your attachment style is, and making sure you're at the secure attachment style, which is the best one. Eventually, you can have deep, meaningful relationships with everybody, right. and that will add to your quality of life. Right. Right. So what Chad is saying, he is already the secure. Which is meaning they can trust fairly and eas- easily mm-hmm. because he's so secure in himself that he can give out trust mm-hmm. because he ain't worried about what nobody else do because he know he's square on himself. Mm-hmm. He can communicate emotions without being being fearful of it, it taking away from his self esteem. He can he can also be responsive to emotions because he's so secure in himself. That is what we want, you know what I mean? And I know you've talked about some things in your relationship uh, and 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 your wife of in term of, terms of being able to deal with things with her, you know what I'm saying? And being there because you're a secure person. So I want to elaborate how that dynamic of being secure helps you in your relationship. So, I mean, you guys already heard earlier when uh, we first started, I told you to tell me something good, um, that there was some strife, there was some turmoil between me and my significant other. Um, the fact that um, I'm secure with myself, my abilities, and the love that I truly, genuinely have 
for my wife. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's easy for me to express myself. Now, the, the issue is, is that, you know, there are some times, like I was telling you, there are some times where um, if, if things aren't going my way in a relationship or just in general, that I'll tend to like bottle up because I don't want to continue to keep expressing myself to somebody else and I'm not getting the reciprocate. It's not reciprocating mm-hmm. to me. So when it comes uh, to me and my significant other, when we sat and I told her, you know, some of the things that I had uh, been experiencing throughout my life, you know, you guys don't know this. Um, I mean, y'all see me as it's just strong individual. They come to me and we can just, you know, rap about anything. Um, my my mom and dad, man, when I was, was younger, it's almost like they was like, yo, uh, it's time for you to start learning your own. I was like 13 years old. So my mom and dad had never, ever come to any of my track meets. You know, they weren't there to support me on that type of level. And two things can happen to you in that, at that point. You can either bottle up and just become this person that just like, you know, nobody cares about me. You know, I'm, you know, play, oh, woe is me. Or you can take that and it'll fuel you to be a better person, to work for yourself. Mm -hmm. So that has been me, like, for the bulk of my life. Me just making sure that I need to take care of myself. But at the same time, I reckon... You you actually got some of the traits, like, of avoiding dismissive, too. Well, what he's saying is he's he's able to move to secure. So that's very important to say. You you don't have to be... You can move to... Everybody's goal should be to get to. Is it a possibility to kind of have... All of these traits put you, together. I'm you, sure you can because. But you're like, primarily gonna be be one. Be one, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and so, uh, really, the cool thing about it, usually you kind of know. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to do no questionnaire. Well, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's kind of mm-hmm. like. So so for me, you know, I was a Lashkey kid. My mom worked two jobs, mm-hmm. majority of my life. Um, working from seven to ten, eleven p.m. Father was not there. And so we was just on our own. Right. And so one of the tendencies for um, for uh, avoidant is counter independence, meaning that they learn to not depend on anybody because they're so used to being alone or they don't want to even give anybody the opportunity to let them down. Mm. And so I was so caught up in my my own little circle and and I knew I didn't have to get let nobody in who can let me down because right. I knew I was a motivated person and I could get it done mm-hmm. you know what I mean right. so I was avoiding dismissive and that is I downplayed the importance of relationships I always been goal driven women is secondary mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying usually very self-reliant can become very um you know just like we 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 don't feel comfortable when a person gets too close to us because mm. that distance is not what we're used to. Mm. And so with the avoidant dismissive, what we do, and a lot of men, I feel like are like this. Mm. I feel like we don't see the value relationship. And so we get distant. Right. And then the distant, especially if our women are the anxious attachment style, it creates this dance of woman wants to get close to us you get and we get distance. Back. And then that distance makes the women uncomfortable because they feel that distance. Mm. Right. And so they, nag or complain and that makes us see what I'm saying you know what I'm saying or you trying to be here you trying to change me Mm -hmm. or you just you know what I mean it's too it's overwhelming Mm -hmm. and so the whole crux of it is both partners need to be try to be secure right you know what I'm saying and so when you can understand a person's attachment style and I want you to chime in Dave you can then have understanding 
and empathy with them because you understand nobody's ill-intentioned. Right. right. And they just working with what they came up with from childhood. And then you can be like, you know, this is a good-spirited person. I can love them through this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not loving nobody through their bad parts, you're not loving them really. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Now, I kind of, and I struggle with this a little bit too as well because I saw, you know, a mixture of uh, different emotions, you know, as I've grown up to this point to become a man. Um, you know, I definitely would like to say right now that I'm, um, I have the secure attachment style, but it took a lot of work. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? What did you think like, you were in the beginning? Probably avoided dismissive, mm -hmm. if I if I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. um, I think kind of similar to Chad and kind of similar to your situation. I was really raised by committee mm -hmm. for the most part. My grandmother was uh, you know the sole provider, so I was raised by my grandmother. Mm -hmm. But I moved with my uncle when I was sixteen. I bounced to my cousin's house mm -hmm. and stayed with them a lot. Mm -hmm. Things that nature because my grandmother worked a lot. Right. You know, she was a union organizer. Well, she worked at a steel company and she worked, you know, crazy hours, just kind of like your mother okay. and stuff like that. So okay. a lot of the things that I was raised upon wasn't really um, a male figure. And that's no slight or disrespect to anybody out right. there. So my dad's a great man, mm -hmm. but it, it was just different. Mm -hmm. I didn't have like that male figure on top of me all the time in the yeah. house. So a lot of things I was raised on was TV. Yeah, ah, was, oh yeah. you know, was mostly where I got a lot of my game and stuff like that from. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Just kind of growing up, and I definitely could see it as, um, you know, me being extremely self reliant because yeah. I've always, you know, had to rely on my own emotions and making sure that you know I'm a man. Yeah. I have goals. I'm driven. Yes. You know, this is what I want to do. And, but it was different mm -hmm. when I, you know, I got with Tracy and we did the pre engagement counseling. Mm -hmm. And that's, this is kind of part of what we went through with, oh, really? that, you know, identifying each yeah. other's styles and things like that and what makes you tick, what triggers you, you know, and, and how, you know, I saw relationships. I, I saw relationships like things that I saw on TV, like, a, you know, a man was a provider, yes. a woman stayed at the house, mm -hmm. and yes. Did, yes. you know, all the domestic things mm -hmm. that a woman would do yeah. and not realizing that, you know, yeah, it's a yeah. different time and, you know, a woman can be just as... yes you know, powerful or, um, you know, um, a breadwinner in the household too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And speaking, you know. speaking on those different times, um, like I was saying, <clears throat> how I didn't have my mom and dad there for me when I was doing different events. I did have uh, my best friend's parents though. Yeah. So okay. um, my dude, Alex, man, um, his pop was my pop man, God rest his soul. Um, passed away last year. I, I jumped on a plane and came straight down when I heard the news, you know. Um, I love that dude to death, man. Best friend on, on the earth. His parents looked over me like they were my parents, you know. And to this day, his mom calls me like, "What my son doing? Where he at? What's yeah. going on with him?" Yeah. And that, like you said, not to hold anything against my parents, you know. Say I love my parents to death. They're there for me. My mom called me every day, tell me she loved me, you know. Um, but that that role, the change, the the change, man, comes from back then my parents are your parents. They looked over you. Yeah. You know, we don't have that now. You know, yeah, people, yeah. people are it afraid. You know, they're, yeah, that, that village is, yeah. I mean, that village is closed off, you know, because, I mean, for one, people just don't trust each other like yeah. they used to. Yes. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to trust the person with my kids. I need to know where my kids are at all times. But right. I got like five, six year old. Yeah, right. walking around with cell phones. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, it's a different day. 
you know, and I don't, I honestly don't know how we will be able to get back to those times. But like, I could look at you guys right now and be like, oh man, I think Chandler would be just fine with you guys yeah. if anything was to ever happen to me. Right. Or if I just needed you guys to look over him, he can come and chill right. with Mason and Aiden, you know, yeah. he can yeah. come and chill with Ring. I, 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 because I have that connection with you guys and that's, that's something that's, that we're missing. You know, yeah, that, definitely. that, I, that, I, I agree. Yeah. And it's funny because it's funny you say that because my counselor, she brought that same thing as far as like my comfort and bringing, you know, let my kids just stay with people in general. Mm-hmm. And is that an issue for you? Just yeah, we're you, not there. For real? Yeah, we're not there. I don't have a, I mean, like babysitting? Like, yeah, well, like, like, do, like for an extended period of time. Like, like what's extended? Like a day is fine, mm-hmm. but we're ready to go back that night pick them up really stuff like that or taking long trips it's like we had so so we can go yeah we gonna we really touch on that next up but like you make me feel like i'm a bad father right now because like when i can when i know i got me a babysitter i'll be like yo hey champ gonna go over there baby we're gonna go out (laughs) it's funny because we we finally got we finally got a babysitter Mm -hmm. but it it was still anxiety there. You know what I'm saying? And got this woman had stuff. great, in, this woman has great intentions. You mm-hmm. know, we know that she doesn't mm-hmm. have any bad intentions, but yeah. you just so consumed with what's mm-hmm. going on in yeah. the world. Yeah. Like your mind just go mm-hmm. crazy places well, and I mean, stuff like that. I mean, look, so, we got a, we got a missing child right now from freaking San Antonio. Yeah. You seen it? It's popping up. Ooh, Another one like from 13 Houston. years old. Another like, from Houston. Oh, man, what's going on in this world, man? I don't know. Maybe, I don't, I don't, I don't know that those things are not in the forefront of my mind because the people who watch my kids are, I'm blessed to have my mom mm-hmm. and my sister yeah. in the city. So I don't, and I've see, never had to. Yeah. My mom's not probably, close. That's yeah, probably what saying? it is. So you know what I'm like yeah. they were, they were family, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I want to move from Austin, but at the end of the day to, to do that, I would be in your situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to be at the, at the, at the moment of co-parenting parent, you know, father, that would be, I would have to shut down a lot of stuff I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I didn't have that support, that help. Um, so, I mean, I think, um, n- let me kind of s- touch on the anxious uh, a little bit because uh, I said I'm dismissive. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm avoiding. Mm-hmm. You talked about you being, all of us kind of being avoiding a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the anxious really is a lot of times, it's not always women, but I feel like it kind of like, so the studies are showing like 50% of people are like secure. And then the other 25 and 25 are anxious and avoiding. Mm-hmm. And so we hadn't got to really talk to anxious, but the anxious I know very well because the anxious was my ex, you know, <clears throat> my child. And, you know, love her to death. But the anxious, we got to cover that because, you know, you never know who's listening to the podcast. Yeah, the Anxious is someone who they want to get very close to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, they want to be around you constantly because, and have that assurance that the, you do you really love me? Yeah. Are you really going to be there for mm-hmm. me? You know what I'm saying? Uh, they they secretly kind of worry that you will leave and question me like do you do you really love me as much as you say and you have to always affirm and reassure them yeah and so I think between both of the anxious and the and the avoidant we can see when the you act out of fear well when you act out of fear period bad things happen mm. you know what I'm saying right and so one of the that's what the secure person has if you have a love in your heart a secure love about who you are what you are whether that be from high power, just the relationship with yourself, you know what I'm saying? When you have fear of yourself, that is inevitable. It's going to be projected outward and it's going to manifest in something. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So right now, that fear that you have with the anxiety of not letting your kids go somewhere may be okay for that. But eventually, if you don't handle that, who knows? I mean, I don't know. It can be, you know, it can lead to, you know, I don't know. 
not letting them go do certain things. Yeah. I don't know. You know nah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I you know definitely got to. I definitely got to do the work, man. It's just. But I yeah. see where you're coming from, though, because um, I mean, it's like you just said. My son isn't staying with somebody that is not a relative. Yeah. He's staying with his his cousins. He's staying with my sister in law. He's staying with my mother in law. He ain't staying with nobody outside them people. And me and Andrew, we talked about like like getting a babysitter. But how do you go about that? Yeah. You know, I just look at I look at it back when, you know, we were kids and stuff like that. And I used to beg to go stay with my friends mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah. And now that I'm a parent, I see why your parents are so apprehensive about saying, I don't know if you need to go. Well, see, my mama never did that. My mama, my mama was like, all right, cool. <laughs> like she, she my, my, my grandmother didn't have a problem. Like my best friend Charles, I could go there anytime I wanted to. Mm. But well, she anyway, knew him though, right? Yeah, He'd been yeah. around. She so. knew the family and stuff like yeah. that. But other than that, man, that's good parenting though. Yeah. That's you know low key saying? good parent. You know what I'm saying? And mm. and that's what type of parent I want to be. Cool. Let me talk to the parents. Let me get get a relationship because I want to be able to be like have that village type. Yeah, I want that's, you to have secondary secondary figures that's my approach he's like i gotta build that foundation like i don't my, i can build that foundation with you chad i can build mm-hmm. that foundation with you Haywood, and stuff yes. like that. but when yes. they get into a school system and they're going with kids and i don't really have a connection with mm-hmm. them like i have with y'all what, yes. what is that gonna look like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying how am i gonna respond to that yeah, i think the best thing one of the things you can do i should <laughs> say the best thing is you know inviting them over so you can get to know them mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and, and letting your values transpose on them and be like, hey, over here, this is how we do it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, you make sure you take care of my son. You know what I mean? Yeah, you make, sure, you make sure you do right by my son and you always welcome over here. You always can come get some food over here. You always can. But the only thing I ask is you you take, you take be a good friend to my mm. boy. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's real. That respect. I feel like you respect. I feel like we don't talk to kids. We don't, we over underestimate how intelligent and how when you come at somebody real, mm. they gonna respect that. Yeah. I feel yeah. like. It's like you said with, um, a couple of weeks ago, it stuck out to me and just stayed with me. Um, your friend's dad, he told you, like, when you address me, you address me as sir. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Stuff like that kind of sticks in my head, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of the same thing that I would do with my boy's friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. When they come over, just to make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, they don't lose those values, that right. respect is there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I wish the world would be like that. You I know mean, what I'm we, I mean, we're here right now. We're trying to help heal that 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 part. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to find a place to start. Maybe can start here. Yeah. Somebody listening to this podcast and a light bulb pop in their head, bing. You know, like maybe I need to change the way I'm doing things. My approach to my children, my approach to my significant other. This, you know, my approach to my friends. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Because some people just don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know how to take that first step. And this this show could touch the lives of so many different people that we don't know. We would never probably even hear from them until like, you know, somebody sends a comment or an email because we don't got nothing like that out there right now for them to be able to address us that way. Right. So there's no no telling who is listening to this and they're, they're learning from it. But yeah, man, we, we need to be um, bigger than what we expect to be. Yeah, especially, getting, getting with, especially with each other. So yeah, I think I think at the crux of it all, I mean the 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 bottom line is quality relationships. No matter who you are, we crave and we need. We are social creatures, animals. Mm-hmm. We need deep, meaningful connections with people. Right. So regardless if you're the most, you know, entrepreneur, millionaire from or just it doesn't matter from top to bottom. We need those relationships. We need those connections. Mm-hmm. And the minute we can accept that, 
that we can look at our the people in our lives and, and, and figure out who do we need to deepen, who do we need to, you know, take care of, who do we need to call? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Do we need to make that call check on grandma? Right. Do we yeah. need to, you know what I mean? Do we need to call check on our cousin? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think I need to do better checking on my LBs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, them is them is my boys, you know what I'm saying? The frat, you know, my friends, those are yeah, we through it. Respect you know what I'm saying? Like that's the ones who that. you only got so many people who really just gonna be there for you, cut yeah. for you. Yeah. And so if you don't invest in those relationships, and now it literally could just be like it's been many times, y'all, where I literally think of somebody and I just send them a meaningful text. Yeah. Like one of my boys who's going through some stuff with the divorce right now, just like, bro, I'm just proud of you. I'm proud of you for it was random. I was like, bro, I know you're going through it. I'm proud of you for just putting one step, mm. one foot in front of the next. He's yeah. like, bro, he texts me back. He's like, bro, I'm tearing up in the meeting. Thank you. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like little little things. It don't take a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just like, um, what's your focus? And always maybe coming up with some checks and balances weekly. Like, who do I need to check on? Mm-hmm. Have yeah. I checked on so and so? But is that's kind of sad though, because I feel like you know, and I'm I'm the same way. I feel mm-hmm. like I gotta have a checklist to make sure I'm hitting everybody because mm-hmm. yeah. The way life is is like you wake up, go to your job, finish your job, get your boys ready for bed. Mm. You know, you know, you do whatever you need to do for that hour before you go to yes. sleep, and then it's repeat yes. and start all over again. Yes. I hate being in that rat race. I hate being in that trap. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, I'm, too busy, and I actually though. we're too busy, man. It's yeah. not. Your, I realize it now that I'm peeling back working with myself, yeah. and how I have time to think and have time to do little things like, "Hmm, I ain't thought, I ain't checked on so and so." And and it's not us. It's mm-hmm. really the 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 rat race that we in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you from you from seven to six. You know, six years work, and it's family time. You got your second shift with your kids and your wife. Mm-hmm. Where is there time mm-hmm. for you to really do that? Let's be honest. It's not a lot of time for you to to do that. You have to yeah. be really conscious about it. Yeah, and really like I don't say go out of your way, but. And I and and I don't want anybody to take offense to it because I'm not trying to be dismissive. I'm not trying to say I don't want to hit you. If I had, mm. I always uh, I forgot who I was. Telling. I think I was telling Sap. I was like, man, I wish I had five more hours in a day, mm. just so I can you know check those boxes and hit everybody mm. I can. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's it's not intentional. I don't want anybody to think that if I'm not hitting you, if I haven't you know talked to you in a while, it's not that I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's just that by the time it's ten o'clock at night, I'm like, damn, it's too late to, to be to trying, bed, man. <laughs> trying to hit somebody. Trying yeah. to go weirdo. It's time to go to bed. Yeah. You know? Just in a mass it's, text. <laughs> just yeah, everybody exactly. posting a mass text. But I do it. Yeah. I do it randomly, just like hey, Wood. Yeah. I, I got it big about texts on your line, like yeah. out of the blue, and just like, yeah. hey, what's up, man? What yeah. y'all doing? Let's meet up whenever yeah. y'all get a mm. chance. Let's yeah. let's try to reconnect and fellowship that's stuff that's like dope. that. You know, I, I mean. I mean, think about think about you saying that. Like, I'm guilty of it. I'm really guilty of it because. Like at times I feel like I'm not the friend that I should have been to like a lot of the people that I was in high school with. Now, one guy, for example, man, my dude, Corey, man, we ran track together, you know, for so many years at Worthen. And um, it's like when I bounced and I went to Texas State, it's like I just left all of them behind. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have been like that. Yeah. Sometimes I, I would go home and I wouldn't even say anything. I just go home and see my parents and I, I go on back to school, you know, because yeah. I wanted to go home and see them. But I should have been devoting time to him. So like my dude Corey, I mean, I see you out there doing good work. I um I shared a video on my uh, Facebook. <laughs> dude got he's got a YouTube page, man. We're trying to teach people how to how to dribble, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I saw that, man, and I instantly was like, man, I need to reconnect with this dude, man, on a whole nother level, man. But you know what? Wooten's really good at that, bro. Wooten is really Wooten good. Wooten will man. call me. 
Wooten's good. Yeah. I'm Wooten telling you, it's, it's almost like that boy got a, a, it's a sixth sense. Like, you be chilling, Wooten will call. I mean, it's been so many times, Wooten, that just out the blue, just call me. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? What's up, Wooten? He's like, hey, nothing. nothing. What's going on, man? <laughs> what you doing, man? What's you doing? <laughs> like, everything's good. old school. Good, Something you know? we need to go back to the old school, man. We need to call yeah. people. We need to start yeah. calling people. Yeah, man. When the last time you left a voice message? A voicemail? I mean, nine times out of ten, if I call somebody, they usually answer the phone. So, but, but no, I, but I that's dope them. though. Think about it. Like if somebody, if you if you didn't ask because you're busy, right? Yeah, yeah. And they left a voicemail. It's like, hey man, just want to let you know I was thinking about you. Hope you're doing good. Yeah, you know, write me back. You can text me back, but I just mm. like, hey man, just check out. You just get to hear that. Yeah, like, they don't check nothing. We don't do that. We don't right. do that. That mess. That make me want to call somebody. Like I'm usually they always gonna pick up, but if they don't, mm. just be like. I know exactly what you're talking about because call me. But it's sad yeah. though. It's sad yeah. though, man, that we don't talk to each other enough to the point that when you do get a call, you think something's wrong. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. we that's something I think go. I think that's something we need to work on. And I, and I I say it for myself, it's kind of like some inner spirit type stuff because it's almost like, man, you ain't checking on me, so I'm checking on you. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like me, me and Andrew get into that all the time. She'd be like, Well, everybody called you, so why you guys up there calling them? And I tell her, like, man, it's because I'm that I feel like I'm the person that's in the middle. Like sometimes I feel like I'm the glue, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes. So it's like I have to meet, make sure I'm reaching out to people. And she she never get it. She doesn't understand it. You yeah. know. But um, I mean, I, I try to go out of my way, man, to do to do some good. And like I said, man, dude, Corey, man, I'm sorry. And for anybody out there that that felt like, you know what I'm saying, I turned my back on your guys, man. I haven't, you know what I'm saying? I love all of y'all unconditionally. I do. You guys will forever be in my heart. You know, I mean, there's nothing more that I can say than that. I mean, that's my secure style. Like, that's you know, real. I mean, I'm like I told you, I get emotional because you know, I mean, I'm secure with who I am and who I know I'm going to end up ultimately being in this world. And the fact that I got you two dudes, man, in my corner, man, and like these things that we're doing right now, man, it, it energizes me on a whole nother level, man. I'm up in the morning, every morning, you know, saying four, five o'clock. I get, I get my gym time in sometimes, so I sleep in. But when I get up and I'm energized, I hit the social media. Hey, man, do something good with your life out there, guys, today. Hey, take control of today because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, man. Seize, seize the day, you know. Sir. And being being able to do that on a daily basis and, and knowing, like, hey, man, I know the podcast going to go down today. I can't wait to come see y'all boys, you know, so we can chop it up. You know, but at the same time, I can't not lose that focus of, you know what I'm saying, the people that help Absolutely. me get to where I Absolutely. am right now. Absolutely. So. So, so it's to to kind of put a cap on that, guys. A homework assignment for everybody. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know what your go research. Just attachment theory, attachment style. Mm-hmm. The first step of it is knowing what your attachment style is, and with mm-hmm. the attachment style, you know your strengths and weak. What's your strengths and weaknesses? Yep. And from then, you can also try to find out which one is your partner or what your partners in the past have been. Yeah. Once you find out the dynamic, you're gonna be like, oh, mm-hmm. now I understand. Right. Once you understand how you are, then you can, then it's plenty of stuff on the internet, be like how to move from anxious to secure, how to move from avoidant to secure. Mm-hmm. And it's all going to be based on, and one thing that I want to stress here is that you can only be a, a reflection. Your relationships will always be a reflection of who and what you are yourself. Mm-hmm. And instead of falling in love, we need, you need to become love itself, yeah. loving itself. You know what right. I'm saying? And so it all going to stem from literally building a relationship with yourself and, and like what does that like what does that mean you know for me like as a therapy exercise like my therapist made me list a hundred things that i like about myself that shit is hard try that i haven't even finished like i'm on 60 and i'm yeah. like damn 
There you go. I'm like writing stuff. And I'm, <laughs> I, still got, I still got 40 more to write, so I got to close it and come back to it. Like mm. another day, you know what I'm saying? Write 100 things that I love about myself. And mm. then uh, another part of it is forgiving old stuff and realize mm. you have to get that lesson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then for me, the third part is doing things that's, that brings you home. And when I say home, I mean there's things that are central to my core. Mm. And when I do those things, I'm, I'm acting out of the love and spirit of my heart. And for me, that's that's my video stuff. Right. Or that's here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I'm when I'm when, that's when I'm home, and I'm just like, they like, man, how you do that? Hey, whatever. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just home. Yeah. For, yeah, for yeah. somebody, it may be cooking. It may mm-hmm. be being a dad. It may be you know whatever that thing is. Getting to that, and that'll get you out of that fear. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And getting you those are some things you can do. You right. know, along with the journey. And I don't have all the answers. I'm just saying. That's how I get out of my my kind of fear and back like to where it was. You know what I'm saying? I think my um I think my challenge would be try to spend thirty minutes with yourself every day mm. if you can. Yeah. Um, if that's ten minutes in the morning, like ten minutes yourself. midday, ten minutes at night, do that. Just try to be at one with yourself and be present in the moment and mm-hmm. see how that feels for you. Um, I think that it's it's tough. For, it was tough for me. Because like I said, I'm just overstimulated all the time. I always want to be in the know and I got to have something going at all times. And I'm just overstimulated all the time. So when I started doing that, I started putting more things in perspective and then started taking the clutter out of my mind and thinking more clearly. So um, if anybody's going through that, that's my challenge for you. Just try to spend 30 minutes with yourself per day. See how you feel. Just be quiet. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Be be still and know that I am God. Like be quiet. Yeah, you would be able to hear so much if you just be quiet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I dig it, man. All right, cool. Well, yo, that was the Why Not Us podcast, man. We appreciate y'all listening, like, subscribe. Remember, we are on all the streaming platforms right now: iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast. iHeart's coming pretty soon. Just waiting on uh, approval there. We're going to change up how we're doing the YouTube views a little bit too as well. We might just start doing it segment-wise so we can give you exactly what you want to hear and what you want to see versus listening to the whole podcast or viewing the whole podcast on YouTube and you'll get the long form on our streaming platforms. Yeah, I dig Um, it, man. Let's do it. Without further ado, man, we appreciate you guys. We love you. Peace. Peace. Peace.